Lord, I am ready for you to give me whatever I need to know. Lord, I am ready to be fired up to go after it, maybe like never before. And God, here is exactly what I'm going after. May my will be challenged. We're in a series and excited about this series. This series is talking about how to value God's word how to go after God's word, how to make much of God's word, right? This series is called Obey. And uh, we're pulling these series titles and these concepts right out of John chapter 15. We're talking about what it is to have a John 15 life with our God, right? To be able to draw life from him. He is the vine, we are the branches. So to be able to celebrate him in all of it, to be able to abide with him. We had that series already back in the fall to be able to come to him and ask of him and pray with him. May he get all the glory. And now we're into to obey him, to know of his word, to follow his word along the way. All right? So as we dive in today, we're going to be jumping into Psalm 19, and we're going to be talking about what it is to know God's word as perfect. Last week, we launched this series talking about what it is to know God's word as trustworthy, trustworthy, that it is eyewitness accounts. It is the prophet's words being recorded, right? That we can trust in it. It is well-preserved. It is well-aligned and it is strongly consistent within itself. God's word is trustworthy. May we lean on God's word. Now today we're going to be looking at what it means that his word is perfect and true and how we can go after it. So turn with me, if you will, to Psalm 19, starting in verse 7. Psalm 19, starting in verse 7, and uh, point number one, had, know God's word, his special revealing of himself. Had, uh, know God's word, his special revealing of himself. So as we start out in verse 7, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Let's just hold right there. Uh, as we get launched into verse 7, just so you know, the first six verses of Psalm 19 are talking all about creation, the physical creation around us, and how the physical creation speaks to the greatness of our God. In, in theology, we call this the general revelation. It's the revealing of God to all of mankind. All you have to do is just have some sort of experiences and senses of your own body, whether it's hearing or seeing or whatever, that are engaged and you grasp the physical world around you and it speaks to God's greatness. Verses one through six talk about the heavens and the earth and all that's in it speaking to who he is. As we jump into verse seven, we're beginning to speak to what's called special revelation in theology. This is God specifically revealing about himself, all right? And he reveals in his word. It's a special revelation. It's a revealing to those who will open his word, to those who will trust his word along the way. And so as we dive in here, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect. The law of the Lord. He's going to use several different words and examples of all that is included in his scripture. So the law. First, this is God's guide, God's plan, God's purpose. The law. It says, is perfect. There is no error. Everybody say, no error. Do no error in it. You can absolutely trust God's word to guide us and have a grasping and an understanding of who he is and what he wants. It is perfect. 
It says reviving the soul, right? By knowing his word, by following his word, we can have our soul revived. We can have our soul fed and protected and healed. As we spend time in God's word, as we worship the God we meet in his word, our soul can be fed and sourced and healed along the way. He says, yes, it's perfect, reviving the soul, the testimony of the Lord. So now here's a new word for you. He talked about the law, and now he's talking about the testimony. He's like, and what God says about himself in the word, the testimony of the Lord, it says it is sure, it's faithful, it's trustworthy. Everybody say trustworthy. Right, God's word, it's perfect, it's trustworthy. And he says, making wise the simple, making wise the simple. And just so you know, that's not necessarily a very easy task, right? Making wise the simple, how does this work? Well, I'll just say it this way. You may have heard this phrase, right? Wisdom, it's knowledge applied. But I wanna add one thing to that. I'd be a little careful. Wisdom, it's knowledge applied with humility, okay? Knowledge applied with humility. Like you can have some knowledge and you can try to apply it into a circumstance in this world. And it can be sort of a wise approach to life. But if all you have is arrogance all over the thing, sooner or later, it's going to unwind. Be careful. It's knowledge applied with humility, right? He's talking about wisdom along the way. And it can take the simple, the one who's not really getting it, not really seeing it, but now they grasp things through God's eyes. In humility, they're standing before their king. It says actually that God opposes the proud. So the simple one, the humble one, setting himself down and saying, God, whatever you want, I'm ready to hear from you. And now, Lord, I see who you are and I see all that you're doing and you're calling me to stand and step like this. So I will, with knowledge and humility, apply it in this way. And it makes an amazingly wise person who right before it wasn't getting much at all. God's word can take us on quite a journey of amazing joy and celebration as we walk with him. It says, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Now he says another word, the precepts of the Lord. Like what he delivers as what is true. The precepts, what he delivers as what is true uh, are right. There, there's no error in them. They are absolutely true. Everybody just say true. Right, this is a huge deal that as we go to God's word, we are looking at what is true, what is right, what is sure, what is perfect. As we open up God's word, God, I am ready to hear from you. What do I need to know? It says the precepts of the Lord are right, they're true, rejoicing the heart. Man, have you ever been in a very sad place? Have you ever been in a very hard spot? In God's word, can be soft truth to be able to soothe the soul and give you hope for what's coming. To be able to take even in the biggest of losses and be able to show and reveal that there is so much more. That we have a God who is coming again. 
that sin can be covered, that we have a heaven forever with him, that we will be worshiping with no more sin and no more death and no more sorrow forever. Man, I'm telling you, truth like that can take us on quite the journey of rejoicing the heart. Scripture calls it, even when we're grieving, but we grieve with hope. And God's word gives us an amazing understanding of who he is and what he's doing and where he's going. We have hope even in the darkest of circumstances. Yes, this world is broken. And the value of God's word does not depend upon this world not being broken. The value of God's word depends on God's word itself and all that God is. He is delivering for us hope. Everybody just say hope. Rejoicing the heart. That's our king. He says, the commandment of the Lord. So here's yet another word for uh, looking at all of scripture. The commandment, these are the directives, the thing that God guides us to do and go after. The commandment of the Lord is pure. Like without spot, there is no sin, no filth, no evil in it anywhere. The commandments of the Lord are pure. They are absolutely stunning. Everybody just say pure. God's word, man. We can trust it. I just wrote these words down this week. Follow God's word and you will be in a good place. That's the best hope that we've got. Follow God's word as you step into this broken world, as you step out into minus 15 degree weather, into this broken world, you are stepping into a good place if you are walking with God's word. And all of God's people said, huge deal. It says, enlightening the eyes. Man, as we take a look at God's commandment and its perfect purity, it enlightens our eyes. Like a, like a map when you are lost. Like a compass when you don't know which way north is, right? This is God's word in our lives as we go on a journey. And uh, it's an amazing privilege to be able to learn from him, to hear from him. It says, the fear of the Lord is clean and enduring forever. The fear of the Lord, this word fear means uh, kind of a, an awe, a respect, a, a proper understanding of all that God is as we open God's word, as we begin to see who he is, as we see what he's asking, as we see what he's doing, we start to get this jaw-dropping worship for all that he is. And our fear, our proper respect of him, our awe of him, well, it's an amazing, purifying, enduring change in our lives. It says enduring forever. Just so you know, heaven, I wrote this this week as I thought about it, heaven is a place centered on worshipful awe. Heaven is a place centered on this that he's talking about, worshipful awe. Man, may we grab that here and now and begin to experience it a little bit on this side of heaven because it's going to be maximum on the other side. May we grasp worshipful awe here in this broken world. It gets so easy to look at all the junk going on and get anger as my speech. 
get frustration as my thing, but we're called to worshipful awe as we look at God and his word and we're jaw dropped in the midst of it. It says, the rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. So he closes it up by talking about it as rules. The rules, the guidance, the uh, alignment of God, us with God, are true and righteous altogether. Like what we find in God's word will never be wrong. Everybody say never wrong. True and righteous altogether. And we talked about this last week. I just said this real quick quote, but truth is under attack in this world. Truth. And we got to be super careful with it. Uh, here's a good understanding of truth. It's words that align with realities. Words that align with actual realities. Be careful. It's not words that align with my feelings. That's a very dangerous truth. When we start to run down a path where all that I feel is what has to be viewed as true, we will start to take ourselves on very bad exit ramps and things can get rough. Careful, truth reflects what is actual reality. That's truth. God's word is reflecting actual reality along the way. And they convey who God is, these words in scripture. Who God is, who we are, what we need, what saves us, what it will be like for all of eternity. And we have a God who has it all in hand. And he has handed us his word to give us something to trust and look to. His word is perfect. This is his plan. Everybody just say, God has a plan. God has a plan, man. May we get in line along the way. Well, I'll just say this. Um, this has been some brutal weather the last couple weekends or last couple days here, hasn't it? Temperature wise, it's crazy how this has dropped off. Brutal in temps. And uh, to just kind of bring it together with a, a love of mine, and this is the NFL playoffs. And uh, so NFL playoffs going down, and uh, I'm not going to talk much about football, but just a, little, just a second of it here. So as the NFL playoffs get started yesterday, last night, I don't know if anybody watched the Kansas City game, but they were talking about it being like minus 25 or minus 30 with wind chills, okay? Uh, everybody say that's cold, but not cold enough to worship Christ, amen? Right? And so, hey man, that's cold. Yeah, I get it. But man, we can worship whether we're rallying at home or rallying here, may we make much of him. Well, they decided it wasn't too cold to play football. And so now you can imagine how the coaches have to bring together a plan. What are we going to do when the football feels like a brick? Like, how are we going to throw this thing? How are we going to make, like, we're known for our deep passes. What's it going to look like? And so the coaches are beginning to bring together what they call the X's and the O's, right? The O stands for offensive players, X for the defensive players. Like, how are we going to stand these guys up? What's it going to work like? One team decided we're running. We're not going to throw the brick. That's just going to hurt. And we're going to drop it a lot. And the other team said, we can catch bricks. We're going after it. Kansas City started throwing right out of the bucket and going after it. And you saw two very different gameplays as they went after it. And, and you can understand why they might say, just hand it off and run. It's going to hurt bad enough just to play the game. 
There was literally a point in the game where the, did anybody see this? Where the running back started running outside, went and got hit in the helmet and his helmet cracked and a piece fell on the ground. That's how cold it was out there, man. Like it's cold. You got to have a plan along the way. What's the point? Well, the coaches were informing the head. They were giving the X's and the O's of the plan. And as they brought the plan together, they were going to have to go after this. And here's the good news. We have a God who's giving us the plan. And he's giving us a perfect plan. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. May we know God's word. May we be informed. Everybody say informed. May our head grasp it. I'm just telling you, I grew up in a church that basically did all informing, just inform the head. And we're going to talk about two whole more pieces that we're going to find in Psalm 19 here that are super important. But yes, it's important that we're informed by God's word. What is the plan? Where do we go? How does this work? May we go after him with all we've got. So as you follow after him, how are you doing it? following God's word? How are you doing at knowing God's word? How are you doing at having your head informed? And as we go into 2024, are you ready to know more of God's word and to know it better? May we have our head informed. And all of God's people said, point number two, point number two, heart be stirred and impacted by God's word. Heart, be stirred and impacted by God's word. Starting in verse 10 here, it says, more to be desired are they than gold. The words of God he's talking about here. More to be desired are they than gold, much fine gold. He's like, as riches are to possessions. As gold is to being wealthy, so God's word is to our soul. Like may we go after God's word as if it is an amazing privilege of wealth. He said, more to be desired are they than gold, much fine gold. He said, sweeter also are they than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Like sweetness is to the taste, so God's word is to our soul, right? Can you hear all the illustrations? This is where you start speaking to the heart. When you bring up illustrates, when you're like, it's like the sweetest honey you've ever had dripping off the honeycomb, right? It's starting to get you drooling a little bit if you like honey, right? And uh, it's, it's calling out this amazing value that it has, but it's bringing it through illustration. It helps stir our hearts and get us impassioned for him. Man, God absolutely believes in informing the head. God absolutely also believes in stirring the heart and helping us to understand the greatness and the value along the way. He says, moreover, by them is your servant warned. He's like, just so we're clear, God's word tells us where not to go. Warned, like, don't go over there. But it says more than that. He says, by keeping them, there is great reward. And he's like, but do go over here. Like, there's reward by going this way. There's benefit in following God's word. 
He begins to talk about the rewards of it all, the stir again. Be careful, it'll cost, right? Know this, God has deep, deep purpose in what he's doing. There is great benefit, the stir to the heart. There is reason and worship and understanding in following me. It will value him and it will benefit you. I'm telling you, you don't wanna miss out. Can you hear the heart talk in it? As he's beginning to stir along the way. He's like, let's go after it. By keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his own errors? And we'll just hold on that one. We're gonna jump into it in the next point. But he's like, listen, we're not gonna figure ourselves out. Jeremiah is super clear that our heart is deceitful above all things. Like we think we got it going on. Why is it such a bad plan to just listen to my own feelings? Because my heart is deceitful above all things. God's word is pure and right and trusted and true and leads us to a place of reward and benefit and blessing. May we let his word stir our hearts. May we let his word get us fired up and excited. Just so you know, when we walk through God's word each week, uh, we walk through these pieces. Like when we go point number one, The first thing I do is I start to walk through what does God's word say? Word by word, phrase by phrase. We're informing the head, right? Just what does it say? But then we take a step back and we go, you know, this past week it's been kind of cold. And we begin to illustrate, like grab onto a value statement, have the heart stirred, have my mind grasping this at a different level. And we start to stir the heart. Both of these, and God's word, a great example of it. Yes, inform the head. Yes, have your heart stirred about who your God is and what he's bringing. Yes, it's a whole you invested in. Man, if you grew up in a church that says that emotion is bad, be careful with that. I'll just tell you this. No emotion is as bad as all emotion. And all of God's people said. May we have a balance of emotion that fires us up May we not be more excited about the burger we're gonna eat for lunch than we are about Jesus Christ and all that he does. And all of God's people said, be careful, man. Emotion, we do live with emotion. May we have a balance to our emotion. May it align with what we know. May God's word get truly all of the center stage as he leads us to follow and worship him. So yes, we can go after it. We can have our hearts stirred. So uh, back to the NFL example. Just so we're super clear, one thing you need to know is uh, yes, there's the head and yes, there's the heart. And coaches do the same thing. And coaches are like, okay, here's where I want the X's, here's where I want the O's. This is the way we're gonna do it. I want a little bit shorter passes, I want them off into the flat. I need people blocking out so we've got a little bit, we're throwing it shorter, but we're throwing it. Here we go. This is the plan, X's and O's, right? There's not much motivational in that, but there's a lot of informational in that. But just so you know, when coaches are quoted, they're always quoted for their motivational statement. They're not quoted for their X's and O's statements, right? Like here's a simple one, Uh, Newt Rockney. Win one for the, well, for the team, thank you, baby. But win one for the Gipper is where we were going. (laughs) We didn't rehearse this ahead of time. That's good. We'll try to edit that out or something. I don't know. 
Win one for the Gipper. The Gipper. Who's that? Well, there's this guy with the last name of Gip, and he ended up being very sick, passing away. And the reality is the team Newt Rockney was coaching was doing terrible. Absolutely terrible all year long. And the motivation he brought to the table wasn't, listen, here's where the X's and the O's are. This is the plan. All right, go play. That's not what he said. He said, listen, we all know Gip. Let's win one for the Gipper. All he did was deliver up emotion and passion. Let's have a purpose to why we're doing this. Man, just so you know, every single time I get fired up about we have a God who has eternity in hand. Do you hear the stir of the heart? God has this in hand. We are fired up and going after it. May Christ get all the glory. And all of God's people said, God's word, it informs the head, but man stirs the heart. May we be ready to worship him with all we've got. So... Are you fired up? Is your heart stirred? Are you ready to praise him with all you've got? Both heart and head for the glory of the king. Okay. And point number three, the will. Apply God's word to your life for his glory. The will. Apply God's word to your life for his glory. So yes, the head being informed, yes, the heart being fired up, but in the end, may we engage our will. May we absolutely go after an applicational work along the way. He says, declare me innocent from hidden faults. Now the psalmist here is declaring, I love that I can be forgiven. I love that I can come before you and have my faults taken away. I can have them covered. Declare me innocent. It doesn't mean that I've never sinned, but instead that I have forgiveness in the midst of. Lord God, may you forgive me along the way. And if we come to God's word humbly, if we come to God's word hopefully and expectantly, if we come to God's word knowing him and trusting him and confessing our sin, hear me, our sin can be set behind us and we can be declared one who is following the king, innocent along the way. He says, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Like, Lord, please forgive me for past sins. Lord, please keep me away from bad decisions in my future, right? from presumptuous sins. That means where I'm like really arrogant. It's all about me, right? Selfishness. It's all about me as we go after it. And I take my arrogance, my selfishness, and I run off into what feels good for me in the moment. Lord God, please keep me away from that. Lord, may I see your word and see you for who you are. And Lord, may you truly keep me from making very bad mistakes in my own life that are usually driven highly on pride and feelings. Lord, I'm ready to trust you. He said, then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. He's like, if my past is forgiven and my future is protected and guided, man, do I stand in a good spot with you. God, I can't wait 
to be following your word and standing with you along the way. May we follow God's light and guide, avoiding the sin of self and running towards the glory of the king. God's word is a map to your satisfaction and his glory. May God get all the praise, okay? He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, may what I think about and may what I speak about and may what I engage in be satisfying to you. Can you hear the will being engaged in this call out? Lord, may my thoughts and my words and my actions, may they be acceptable in your sight. Man, I'm just telling you, we preach to the head. Yes, inform the head. We preach to the heart. Yes, stir the heart. There is a piece of what we do that stir the heart. And we preach to the will. Have you noticed how at the end of every point, every week, all the time, no matter what, I always say, so how are you doing with that? There's always a call to action, a challenge of the will. Lord, I am ready for you to give me whatever I need to know. Lord, I am ready to be fired up to go after it, maybe like never before. And God, here is exactly what I'm going after. May my will be challenged. And we have done our job. If we put God's word out in front of us and we just say, here's what it says. Do you see how awesome this is? So here's what I'm going after. What are you going after? This is our hope and our prayer as we open God's word. Lord God, may your will become our will. He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Lord, you are my rock. You are my redeemer. You are my hope. What you say goes. One word from you and all things change. I am trusting your word. I am trusting your engagement into my life. I am ready to be informed. I am ready to be fired up. I am ready to engage my soul in worship of you. Man, as we enter into 2024, may we get ready to get after an engagement of all of me with my king. May each of us be fired up in our worship, fired up by what we know, fired up by the motivation of the heart in what we hear and see. And Lord God, I am ready to step out with word and thought and deed that you might be praised. And all of God's people said, dude, that's our battle cry. May we know God's word. So maybe in 2024, you're like, it's time for me to open God's word. It's time for me to get after a daily regular. We've got a reading plan every day. It's in our bulletins. It's on our web. Get after it with us. Or maybe you're like, I am going after it, but it's time for me to get my worship lifted up. Lord, I'm ready to see more of you each time I open the word. Or God, I'm ready to see how I need to respond a little differently. I'm ready to go. Lord, help me to spot the absolute firing up statements that you're giving me. I'm ready to have my head informed, my heart stirred, and my will challenged. May we go after it with all we've got. There is no error in God's word. All of you poured into it will be the best investment you've ever made. And all of God's people said, 
Let's pray.